Welcome. We are so glad you've joined us today. Are you ready for another Bayside Christian Church podcast? Let's get straight into it. Good morning, church. Look at those bright, happy faces. You're a beautiful church, you know that? So good. Hey, who happy, who's happy it's a new year? Six people are happy it's a new year. Last year was so great to everyone. Uh, God's good. Oh, man. I am so excited that I have the opportunity to, to, to share with you what's on my heart. Um, on the first Sunday that we meet as a church for this year, I find it an absolute privilege, an absolute honour. I'm so thankful to... to serve in this house amongst some amazing leaders and people and pastors but I'm so much more thankful that this is a house where God dwells like you have no idea there are many churches that have crosses on their roofs but God does not dwell there this is a place where he dwells And because of that, we can make statements and decrees like free in 2023 because Jesus dwells here. The power of His cross is flowing through this house and through its ministers and through its servant-hearted people in this place. I'm thankful for that. And if you're new here, there are plenty of good churches in town, but I think Bayside's the best one. I'm unashamedly going to say that. Hey, but can we just take a moment? I just want to honor Jesus. Is that cool? Thank you, Lord. We honor you, Jesus. We honor. Why don't you just honor him in your own words? That's the reason we're gathered here. If you're honest, you don't really want to hear a message from Matt. You want to touch from God. So honor the Lord. Honor the Lord. Come on, bless his holy name. God, we honor you. We lift you up. We give you glory. We bless your mighty name. We give you power. We give you all the honor, all the glory, the dominion, the majesty to your mighty name, Jesus. Thank you, God, for your mighty presence available in this place. He's flowing in this place. Come on, if you pray in the Spirit, don't be scared now. Release it. Oh, we speak in tongues because it stirs up the faith in the house. We are connecting with God. We are unashamed of this gift that He's given us. Thank you, Jesus. We give you glory. We give you glory. We give you glory. Glory, glory. Glory, God. We give you 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 glory, Lord. I was just, I was up early this morning and I felt God gave me a couple words for people uh, for healing. And so what I would ask is, I'm going to release these if that's okay. I mean, I've got the microphone, so you don't really get to choose. But if this responds to you, just be 
be quick to respond. Just grab it. Like if this, if this speaks to you, don't be like, mm, well, it's kind of off. Like just grab it by faith. You know, I like, I like to make fun sometimes, but if this resounds in your heart, it's like, yes, that's, that word is for me. Grab it, respond to it. Does that make sense? Grab it by faith. Reach out. Yes, that word is for me. I need healing in this area. I receive it. Is that cool? So I was up early this morning and I just felt the Lord say that, um, that was, there was people here with heart issues that needed healing. If that's you, respond to that now in whatever way you feel, whether it's raising your hand, like even if you want to come out the front, do that. Do that. Just come, respond in whatever way and manner you feel necessary to receive this word. So the other thing I felt, this wasn't super specific, but I felt something about a shooting pain. I don't know, I kind of thought maybe it was in the legs, but anything, if there's a shooting pain in your body, respond to that. Grab that right now in Jesus' name. The other one I felt was difficulty breathing, whether that's from that flu that's gone around, whatever. If that, if you have, or even if it's a, a thing you've been struggling for a long time, asthma. Asthma is being healed by the powerful presence of the Lord in this place. If that's you, respond to that. The other thing I felt was tumors, masses, growths in the body are being dissolved now. They're disappearing now in the mind. If that's you, respond to that now in Jesus' name. Depression. I feel God is wanting to crush depression in this place. He is wanting to cast that demon out now in Jesus' mighty name. This is the house where the Spirit of the Lord is. And when the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. So I speak to that depression, you foul, unclean spirit. You must go now in Jesus' name. Chronic fatigue. I speak to chronic fatigue now. Whether it's something you've struggled with for a long period of time, from from a childhood, it's something that's just crept up on you this year and you struggle to focus, you struggle to get through the day, you struggle to get through the week, you feel like the weight of the world's on you, you have no energy. I speak to chronic fatigue now and I command it to be healed in the mighty name of Jesus. This one here is a lot more specific, but I felt that maybe someone here had an accident when they were 22 years old. God didn't really give me the details of it. There was something that happened at 22 and it's been ailing you to this day. I don't know if that's a long period of time or not, but I speak to that. God knows, He knows, He sees, He saw. He's wanting to reach out to you in this moment. Thank you, Father. 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 I don't know if it had something to do with a car accident. Maybe it was a car accident. Thank you, God. So right now, all those that are responding, just lift your hands. Just lift your hands to the Lord. Wow, wow, so many hands. This word was for you. God gave me this word for you. I was just a vessel, nothing special about me. I speak to all those conditions now that were named. Be healed. Be healed, be healed, be healed now in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, Jesus' name. We speak the healing power of Jesus Christ, the anointed one from Nazareth. 
Jesus, the Messiah, the one and only Son of God who has all authority in His name to heal. Thank You, Jesus. Thank You, Jesus. Thank You, Father. Thank You, Lord. Thank You, Lord. Yeah, He's touching you. He's touching you. That tumour, you, you might need to go to the bathroom and check it. It's going. In Jesus' name. That neck, neck pain you came in with this morning, I didn't even name it, but I did now. But it's been healed in Jesus' mighty name. That shooting pain is going now. Jesus' name. I just saw like you do normal day-to-day function like uh, jobs and you just get the shooting, the sharp pain, race through your body, whatever whatever part it was, it's going now. You're going to find it will not come back in Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. When we give God praise, amen. Come on, give Him praise. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Yes, we are thankful for what you do, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I want you to turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor. Okay, all right. Hang on. That was extremely enthusiastic. I want you to turn to the other neighbor, the one that you didn't choose because they're not as pretty. And say, neighbor, you might be my second choice. But God is good. All right, now turn to the other neighbor, your first choice. Say, neighbor, I've come back around. What comes around, comes around. And lunch is on me. But if you've got no money, it's on them, so whatever. You can take your seat, church. Well, like I said, it is an absolute privilege to be here today to minister to you guys, to our church on, the, on our, it's not the first Sunday of this year, but it is our first Sunday of the year. And, um, and what we do, like as a family, my wife and I, Rachel, and, is we ask God every year for a word, something to stand on. Can I encourage you, if you don't have a word, get one. Or if you can't get one, use mine, that's totally fine. We had a word last year and, and uh, it became foundational for us and the word was 2022 is going to be a year of great glory and great glory. And I can tell you it was everything that, of that and uh, I'm so thankful that God gave us a word that there was going to be some high highs and some low lows and, um, and it gave us a foundational word from God, from His Spirit to our spirit that we could walk upon through the year. So we wanted to do the same thing. And, um, 
And so I just, around Christmas time and in between, like between Christmas and New Year's, I just took some time just doing you know, mundane things and hanging out with my family. And I was just asking God, what's the word? What's the word that you are going to give me? What are you going to give my family for us to walk upon this year? And, um, and he gave me a word and and one thing that we've been doing the last several years, not several, but quite a few years since 2019, is we've been getting a group of people together at our house, and we've been praying into the new year. So we started it in 2019, and we prayed into 2020, and we spoke words like 2020 vision and all that sort of stuff, and if only we knew. <laughs> and then we prayed 2020 into 2021, and... And it was glorious, and we played 2021 into 2022, and that's when God gave us that word of great glory and great glory. And then we were going we to pray into the new year again, and we did. And uh, for those of you that were there, it was a powerful time, and, and we prayed some, like, some pretty bold prayers. And can I tell you, God is not scared of your outrageous prayers. It does not frighten him one bit. He actually gets more concerned when you don't. And so we were praying things like, um, uh, things like Harvey Bay will come to know the Lord. We were praying things like there will be no suicide in Harvey Bay this year. We were praying things like depression cannot have the people of Harvey Bay. We were praying for the schools to have revival. We were praying these things and we were claiming it. And one of the things that God spoke to me about prayers like this, I'll get to what I was going to say in a moment, but was when you start, when you start to actually declare God's will over his people, it takes away the tools that the enemy wanted to use against them. See, one thing you have to know is God has given us all authority in the name of Jesus. And so when we pray things, the devil has to submit. And then when he doesn't, he has stepped out of his legal right and we can, like he's in for it. You know what I mean? Because then he's gone against God. So these are the things we pray and uh, I just encourage, that, encourage you with that word because there's people here today, you need to start declaring the decrees of God over your life and start to take away the tools and the instruments the enemy was using over you for this year. Just take away, it, take away his resources. Take away, dry up his wells. Make him thirsty. Start to decree God's um, will decree God's will over your life, over your family, over your businesses, over your region, over your church, over the, you know what I mean? Like we need to start to get bold as Christians and start to flow out these things, the things that God has in plan for us. So back to what I was going to say. God gave me a word and it was this. God said, in 2023, I am going to fill the empty vessel. He will fill the empty vessel. I was like, yes, God, that's great. What does it mean? <laughs> he will fill the empty vessel. Anyways, 
If you want to open your Bibles, I'm going to get straight into it because the Word of God is really all that matters. And the, the scripture that he took me to was 2 Kings chapter 4. And if you know anything about like uh, the prophets, uh, Elisha and Elijah, um, these, this is one of the more known miracles that Elisha did. And it's a story of a widow whose husband was actually served under the prophets in that day. And she goes to Elisha because her husband had died and there was debt collectors coming after her sons. She had two sons coming after her sons. And she goes to Elisha and, uh, and she says, this is what's going on. Your servant has died his, because of his debt. Whatever it, may, whatever it was, the debt collectors are coming and they're going to take my boys. You've got to understand in this time, those boys were the only source of provision culturally for that mother. So she's come to the man of God for a word from God. She comes to him and tells him the issue and he says, what do you have? Let's read it actually because I don't want to get it wrong. I really want to pinpoint this ready it says this a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets cried out to Elijah saying your servant my husband is dead and you know that your servant feared God and the creditor is coming to take my two sons to be his slaves verse 2 so Elijah said to her what shall I what shall I do for you tell me what do you have in your house what do you have in your house and she said, your maidservant, oh, I just love this. Listen very carefully, ready? Your maidservant has nothing in the house but a jar of oil. Your maidservant has nothing in her house but a jar of oil. Then he said, Go borrow vessels from everywhere, from all, your, all of your neighbors, empty vessels, and do not gather, just a few. And when you have come in, you shall shut the door behind you and your sons, then pour it into those vessels and set aside the full ones. So she went from him and shut the door behind her and her sons who brought the vessels to her and she poured it out. Now it came to pass that when the vessels were full, she said to her sons, bring me another vessel. Bring me another empty vessel. And he said to her, there is not another vessel. So the oil ceased. Then she came and told the man of God, and he said, Go sell the oil and pay for your debts, and you and your sons shall live on the rest. Praise God. So I was in this, right? And I'll just let you into a little bit of how I do things. I like to like play scripture out, kind of like a movie, right? And so I'll read this, and I'll think about what it looked like so this woman who's in desperate need of a miracle comes to the man of God for a word from God and she says, I have nothing in my house but 
a jar of oil. So he says, go to all your neighbors, go everywhere and collect vessels. Not just any vessels, empty vessels. So this is how I see it. She gets the word from God. She goes back, boys, I've got a job. Should you choose? No. I've got a mission. You need to collect vessels, not just a few vessels, a lot of vessels. And you need to go everywhere and to all of our neighbors. And they have to be empty vessels. And so these boys are like, we don't want to be taken as slaves. We're going to take this job very seriously, right? So they're out. And this is how I see it. If the man of God who's performed miracles in the past, has a reputation, says, don't just get a few, you're not going to come back with a baker's dozen. You know what I mean? Like, you're going to get lots of vessels. So here they go. They're out knocking. Our afternoon after afternoon, day after day, because it takes more than an afternoon to go everywhere. That's what the scripture says. Go everywhere. So they might have gone to different towns, they might have gone to different regions collecting vessels, right? And this is how I see it going. They come to a, come to a house. Um, this is the situation. Um, how are you, by the way? Uh, I've never done this before. But um, do you have any vessels, any containers that are empty that we can borrow? Because the man of God has told us, you know, Elijah, the man of God, he's told us to get vessels so that... Um, we can pour oil into it so that we can pay off a debt. And, uh, and they're like, oh, okay, sure. Um, open the pantry. Oh, we've got this empty. We've got this empty. He's a vase, you know. Um, and they would have collected all the vessels, right? They were empty. And then the boys would have said, is that all? They said, oh, well, we've got a couple that have, they're in use, you know, like one's in, in, the, in, the, in, the, um, in the sink, the dishwashing sink and you know, it's kind of dirty and you don't really want that one. Um, and this other one has some cookies in it, so you can't really have that one. And, uh, and, and, you know, these ones have some flowers in it. And, you know, so they're in use. And they're like, we only want empty vessels. And there would have been houses that they went to that would have been willing to empty the vessels that they had for the use of these sons. And there would have been others that weren't willing to empty vessels and the thing is if they if the vessels weren't empty they weren't going to take them it wouldn't have mattered if they were had good contents bad contents little contents much contents it wouldn't have mattered if it wasn't empty they weren't going to take it so here they go they they come back and they come back to the to the mom and they bring the vessels in, and she closes the door, and she gets, I just see it like, she said, I have nothing in my house but a jar of oil. I'm thinking like, you know what I mean? Like, she didn't say a big jar. So, like, by the way, I've got a 44-gallon drum full of oil. Like, no, it's like, I've got a jar. A, like, you know what I mean? Like, so they start pouring out the oil, and it's just going, and it's going, and it's going, and it's going, and it's just like there's no end, and it doesn't matter how many vessels we bring, it just keeps on going. I wonder if it, what that looked like. Did she just like, just leave it poured, and they just bring the vessels through? Like what, you know, this is how I see it. And then it comes to the end, and 
she goes, is there any more empty vessels? Is there anything else I can pour the oil into? And the boys are like, that's it. So you're telling me that out of everywhere they went, that's all the vessels that they could bring. This is my question. How many vessels missed out from receiving oil because they weren't empty? How many? We're talking about the opportunity for this widow's house to be the richest deposit of oil on the planet because it was going to be poured out as long as there was empty vessels. There was already a lot because it said it paid for the debt of two sons and it allowed them to live off. That's a lot of olive oil. Can you imagine selling olive oil that's going to pay for your whole life's income for the rest of your life? You imagine that? That's a lot of oil. This could have been the largest deposit. The Arabians wouldn't have had the largest oil deposit. It would have been this widow. Like, you know what I mean? Like, this is the imagery that you see. So how many vessels missed out because they either had a little or a lot, but they weren't empty? Wouldn't matter if there was a little or a lot. If it wasn't empty, it wasn't going to get filled with oil. What's in your house? All I have is a jar of oil. It's all empty. There's nothing in it. I have this one jar. I've collected all the vessels that are empty. This is all there is. And, you know, it, may, it just, ain't that, I was like, thank you, Lord, that's great. You know, you've given me this imagery. You will fill every empty vessel. You will fill every vessel made available for you. You will pour your oil out on every vessel. You will pour your spirit out on every empty vessel. And then, and then God just reminded me again. He's like, I've done this. Again, I've done this many times. I've done this. I've filled the empty vessel many times. And so the Lord took me to, to John chapter 2. We all know the story. Jesus is going to a wedding. And the wedding celebration is going phenomenal, except they run out of wine. Dang. And Jesus' mother comes to him. And says, Jesus, they've run out of wine. What are you going to do about it? And here comes, right, here comes one of the, like, more peculiar verses in Scripture. Jesus says, woman, what does your concern have to do with me? This is not my hour. It has not come yet. And then Mary just looks at her son and then looks at the servants and goes, whatever he says, do it. Like if this was a plot for a movie, it would suck. There's just like, there's no build up. It just happens. And, it, and we see Jesus saying to his own mother, it's not my time to do miracles yet. But she said, I know you. 
I know your nature. And I know that your nature is to fill empty vessels, even if it's not on the time schedule. Can I tell you, God's nature will override his timing. He will bring, an empty vessel will bring tomorrow's victory and tomorrow's blessing into today. Mary had such a relationship with Jesus. She had such a relationship with the very Son of God that she knew if I put a demand on the oil that you have, if I put a demand on the living water that you have, you cannot resist but pour it out. So here we go. So we, we set up the scenario. Jesus walks in. Again, I'm, sh- I'm just kind of giving you an insight of how I kind of work this out. Is that cool? It might even help you a bit. Jesus walks into this room and the servants are like, what are you going to do? What are you going to say? And then we've got the empty wine barrels over here. But in this corner, we have empty stone jars, empty stone water pots that were used for ritual cleansing, ritual purification of people before they step into something, right? So these, so we got to see, there was wine barrels empty in the corner. And then there was water pots empty in the corner. One was empty on purpose and the other was empty by accident. Because I asked this question, if you're going to create make new wine, why not just put it in a wine barrel? There was empty ones there. Can I tell you, the one whose heart yearns, that is prepared, God, I am ready to be filled by you. I am ready to be used by you. These water pots would have been used and then according to ritual and according to procedure, they would have been emptied and washed and be ready to use again. These wine barrels had just been empty by accident. I would have even think, seen it like this. There still would have been dregs of wine in the barrels. It wouldn't have mattered if it was a lot or a little. It wasn't empty. It wasn't going to get used. And, you know, like reading it, I was just doing a little bit of study and like looking at the, the water pots, you know, there's prophetically, there's all these different things that were like going to happen. But what I see is that they were empty on purpose, ready for the next assignment. They were empty on purpose. And God says, fill them. Jesus says, fill them. Is this, oh, is this landing with him? It honestly doesn't even matter. But like, if you are ready to lay down your agenda this year, if you are ready to lay down all the things that have you so full, culture will tell you you need to be full to be successful. God says be empty. We've, we, we know all the words for the songs, except when we don't, we need the lyrics. But we don't even know the Beatitudes. You know what I mean? Like, Those who are hungry and thirst for righteousness shall be filled. You won't be hungry or thirsty if you've already taken your fill on what the world has. Does this make sense? Those who are poor in spirit shall inherit the kingdom. It's not by power and not by might, but it's by my... And the world will look at an empty vessel and say, look at that. 
it's empty. No good for nothing. Weak, it's empty. But who knows, this is like an upside down kingdom. God does everything different. He just wants to take what's empty and turn it into a strength. He wants to take, take what's empty and fill it with him, not with what, anything else. And I see it like this. I don't know if you guys have ever seen this scripture, but 2 Kings chapter 3, right before the widow, right? We see the king of Judah, who was the son of Ahab, and the king of, um, sorry, king of Israel, who was the son of Ahab, and the king of Judah, who was Jehoshaphat, and the king of Edom, get together because their enemies, the Moabites, were turning against them in trade. And they, and they gathered together and said, what's our plan? We're gonna, this is what it says. We're going to go via the wilderness of Edom. And they travel and there's no water and there's no sustenance for their army or the animals that go with them. So they get tired, they get worn out, they get thirsty. And the kings say, has God put us together just to get weak so then the Moabites will defeat us? And King Jehoshaphat of Judah says this. He says, Where, is there not a prophet in this land who can carry the word of God for us? And they say, oh, Elisha's in the land. He served under Elijah. He poured water into his hands. We can go to him. So they go to Elijah. Even like if you have your Bibles, turn there, ready? I want to read from uh, 2 Kings chapter 3 from 14, ready? So they go to Elijah. Elijah says this. And Elijah said, as the Lord of hosts lives, uh, before whom I stand, surely... Um, surely were it not that I regarded the presence of Jehoshaphat, king of Judah, I would not look at you. So that means that the king of Edom and the king of Israel had actually turned to pagan gods, right? He says this, he says, but now bring me a musician. And when it happened, the musician played that the hand of the Lord came upon him, Elijah. And he said, thus saith the Lord, Make this valley full of ditches. For thus says the Lord, you shall not see wind, nor shall you see rain, yet the valley shall be filled with water. So that you and your cattle and your animals may drink. Oh, and I love this. And this is a simple matter. Provision for your life, provision for your family is a simple matter for the Lord. That's something you can claim for 2023. No matter what your circumstance, provision is a simple matter for the Lord. Ready? He said, and this is a simple matter in the sight of the Lord. He will also deliver the Moabites into your hands and you shall attack every fortified and every choice city and they shall cut... Um, and shall cut down every good tree and stop every spring of water and ruin every good place of their land with stones. Now, it happened in the morning. So this is the next morning, right? They've gone out all night and they've dug ditches in this valley. So it happened in the next morning when the grain offering was offered that suddenly water came by way of Edom and the land was filled with water. Can I tell you, when you make space, when you make an available vessel, the Lord will fill it because it's his nature. Okay, ready? Look at this. 
And when all the Moabites heard that the kings had come up to fight against them, they all gathered and they stood at the border. Ready? I love this. When they rose up early in the morning and the sun was shining on the water and the Moabites saw the water on the other side as red as blood. And they said, this is blood. The kings have surely struck swords and have killed one another. Now, therefore, Moab to the spoil. And the story goes, they go in, but it was actually an ambush. The very thing that you create an empty vessel for God to fill, when it looks empty and looks bad to the world, will be the very thing that brings victory. Isn't that powerful? Isn't that powerful that when you actually create space, God, I am making space. I'm emptying out my vessel, whatever that may be. I believe in our lives we have very many different areas that can be vessels and they can be filled with many different things. But God is saying, I will fill whatever is empty in your life. And in 2023, I think we're going to see People who are so hungry for God to fill them, they are willing to empty vessels that have things that don't matter anymore. Whether it's a lot or a little, they're willing to purposefully empty it out so God can fill it. And that will cause victory in your life. We're going to see people who have empty vessels walking in victory. Thank you. I've got one amen up the front. I'm sweating like an American preacher. <laughs> Praise God. Turn the air cons on. <laughs> I want you to look at this though. You ready? I need, to, I need you to see this because an empty vessel is actually the way of the cross. Philippians 2, 5 to like 8 or 9 says this. Let this be in you. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Ready? Read this. Who, being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God. Another translation actually said, he emptied himself of his deity, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant or taking on flesh like a man, coming in the likeness of man and being found in appearance as a man. He humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. He emptied himself. It goes on to say, because of the act of him emptying himself, God um, um, actually uh, gave him the place of all honor. And the next verse is the one that we read where it says, and he gave him the name above all names, at every knee shall bow and every tongue confess. Can I tell you the place of the empty vessel, when God fills it, it actually comes with the authority of heaven because it's the way of the cross. You guys are like, I don't like this. This is the posture of the Christian life. Some of you are dry because you're too high.
Some of us have been struggling through this whole season and are so thankful for it to be 2023 because, because you've been so full. God will glorify the empty. God will give authority to the empty. Those who are poor in spirit. Let me say it like this. Those who are empty in spirit. I have nothing in my house but a jar of oil. Nothing but a jar. 2 Corinthians 4 verse 7 says this. We have this treasure in earthen vessels. That the, I can't even read it. There you go. The power that the the power may be of God, and not of us. Empty vessel, you were created to be filled by God. The devil will tell you that you need other things to fill your vessel. God says, empty it all out. I'm going to fill the empty vessel. Can we stand? You guys are like, it's, Matt, it's like nine minutes over. It's time to go. Can I encourage you? Empty your vessel. Don't go another year not filled with the fullness of God, with the treasure that is Him, the power that is Him. See, I went through all of this to tell you that we were created to be filled with God. See, let, let, me, let, me, look at, let me show you. Ready? He was the word given to the widow. He was the jar that contains the oil. He is the oil being poured out and filling the jar. He is the water that brought sustenance to those who were thirsty. And he was the blood in the ground that brought victory to his people. We see, we see Jesus sitting on a well, speaking to a woman, saying... You can drink from this well and be thirsty. But if you drink from the water that I have, see, I am the well. I am the water. Be filled with me. Thirst for me. Some of you are getting so convicted by the Lord that you've been thirsting for so many other things and your vessel is full with other stuff. I would encourage you, don't let just today be another sermon of the first Sunday that Bayside does of 2023. Let this mark you as the moment that I emptied my vessel and I was filled with God. He is the living water that filled the stones that were purification vessels at the wedding. And he was the new, better wine being poured out of into the empty cup. Revelations 22, 17 says this, the spirit in the bride says, come. And he who hears says, come. And he who is thirsty, come. And anyone who desires, come. Is your vessel empty? Some of you are being convicted. You just you need to come now. Just run. I'm not even going to give a Pentecostal altar call. You need to get your life right with Jesus and empty your cup. Come. Some of you are just so hungry and thirsty for righteousness. Come. Empty the vessel and be filled. Some of you don't even know Jesus. You're not coming to an altar. An altar wasn't wasn't nailed to a cross Jesus was 
and He can be poured out today in this moment into your life. Come. Thank you, Father. If you're in need for a miracle, have the empty cup come. He's pouring out His healing oil in this moment. Kids Church isn't on. If you're a young person and you know that you need to come, say to your parents, Mom, Dad, I need to get up there. I need to be filled with God. You might have even been a leader, a leader or a pastor in a previous life, but if your cup has been full of other things, it's time to empty it and be filled with God. Jesus said to the Pharisees, they searched the scriptures for God, but they deny me. Come. <laughs> You might be able to memorize scripture, but if you have never invited God to infill your cup, allow Him to abide in your life, it's time to come. I feel the power of God. I feel the Holy Spirit convicting hearts. Being full, being full of so many things. Not always wrong things, but you're full. It's time to get empty. It's time to be filled with God. The power of God is so strong up here. Can you feel that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's okay. It's time to come. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. There's been people here that I say, I have already given my life to Christ. But if you are still a slave to sin, it's time to empty your cup and be filled with God. You may have given your life to a worship set, not the King of Glory. And the final thing, there are people here that are desperate to be used by God in a mighty way in their community. Come, be filled with God. Allow Him to fill, fill your cup with His oil. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Come on, I just still feel it. God is still calling out for the empty vessel. He's still calling out, come, it's my nature. I want to fill you. If you make yourself available to me, He will not resist. It's His nature. The reality is the only reason Mary could pull the miracle out of Jesus with what are you going to do about the wine was that she was an empty vessel. Thank you, Jesus. God, I thank you for your word. God, seal it in the hearts of those. Right now, in Jesus' name. And I even just speak to every demonic spirit that's holding people back from being empty for God, being available for God. I speak to that demonic spirit. I say, 
Let them go now in Jesus' Name so that the Spirit of God can rush in like a flood, can come, wash out all the garbage, wash out the dirt, empty the valley of the dirt so the living water of God fall in so the blood of Jesus can bring the victory over the enemy. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. He's doing it now. This isn't just rambling. I'm speaking prophetically over the people who are responding now and saying, God, I am an empty vessel. Fill me. I am speaking prophetically. Thank you, Jesus. Fill every hungry heart. Fill every hungry heart. Fill every hungry heart, God. Fill every hungry heart, God. Now, pour it out, Lord. Fill every hungry heart, Lord. Fill every hungry heart, Lord. Some of you have been hurt. I just felt this. Some of you have had offense come to you and it's actually filled your cup. It's time to empty the hurt. It's time to empty the offense and be filled with God. If that's you, just respond. There's no shame here. There's, there's, if you've been filled with this cup of offense, this cup of unforgiveness, it's time to empty the vessel. Thank you for joining us. The Bayside Christian Church community aims to transform our city and beyond with the life and power of Jesus Christ. If you want to know more or just keep in touch, check us out at www.baysidechristianchurch.com.au or follow us on our social media sites at Bayside Christian Church.